0: Hello, this is Dr. Rathika Marsh, the spiritual psychologist, and welcome to this beautiful season two podcast series, which is all about healing journeys. We all go through things that can feel really challenging and difficult in our life. And this season focuses on interviews with six awesome beings that I've had the pleasure of getting to know in different areas of my life who have been on their own journeys of healing, of spiritual awakening, of learning and growing from their experiences. I hope that this season really provides you with some hope and empowerment for yourself, whatever it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, whether it's to do with A one off experience that has really impacted on you, or a lifetime of experiences that continue to impact on you. I hope you enjoy this season and that you get much out of it. Please go and check out my website, thespiritualpsychologist.co.uk. Welcome, everybody, to the Spiritual Psychologist podcast. Today, I'm really uh, fortunate and blessed to have one of my uh, previous clients that I've worked with, Will, who has come on to talk about his experience of um, something that happened that was, I guess, we explored as quite traumatic for different reasons, and um Thank you so much to Will for coming on today to share your story and to think about, I guess, how our experiences impact on, our, on us in different ways. And I guess this is your, your experience of that. Um, so, yeah. Welcome, Will.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: That's OK. Um, so I just wanted to, first of all, I guess talk about, talk a little bit for the listeners, um, just about trauma, really. And I think trauma is like quite a heavy word, isn't it? That
1: yeah, yeah, it can
0: sound quite scary.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So I just wanted to share, I suppose, with the listeners, what my perspective of what trauma is. So um, there's, I think that trauma is something that affects everyone in different ways and they maybe just don't label it as trauma so there can be one-off things that happen to people that are really significant (laughs) that we can call trauma um, that impact on I guess how we feel emotionally but also trauma sits in our bodies so it's something that can impact on on our bodies and is stored within us. And there can be those one-off incidences or there can be things that happen over our lifetime through our childhood that that feel that they have an impact on us as we get older and they impact still on how we see the world and how we feel within the world. Um, so that's just a little brief kind of explanation of it. So there's there's kind of subtle things, I guess, that that can happen in our childhood, like the messages that we're given as children that then go on to impact on how we see the world, which we could describe as trauma. But I think in in our society, there's a very limited view of what trauma is. Um, so, yes. So what would be really helpful, Will, is, is for you to maybe just share a little bit about your story whatever feels comfortable for you um and i'm sure our listeners would just really value your experience of it and i just think it's really helpful for people to hear how things can happen and how it affects us really how things uh, impact on us in different ways and your story is an example of that
1: yeah um yeah, it's funny you talk about trauma, and like you say, trauma sounds so dramatic, um, and sort of almost scientific, yes. and I hadn't really explored trauma or thought about trauma until this event, and this event sort of made me reassess a lot of things in mm-hmm. the way I behaved, the way I saw things, uh, my relationships, and, and sort of everything within my world, really. Um, but yeah, I was I was in the right place at the wrong time and ended up getting into a bit of bother with the police. Um, so uh, a fight broke out in a bar, calmed down. And then when we're outside, it had all calmed down. It sort of erupted again. And then I was just in the melee of what was going on. Um, mm. So then, yeah, ended up... won't go into too much detail, but ended up on the floor. There about six police officers. There was two of us, me and my brother. Um, uh, um, I was getting choked by the police pepper sprayed night in the cell mm. um, and prior to prior to this I'd never had any issues with the police Of I don't really mix in circles that I would ever have any interaction with the police um, so the, the initial effect of it happening wasn't really I don't know whether it was shock or it's just yes. a story to tell, especially in the environment that I work in and with the circles and growing up with a sporting background, always knocking around with lads. It was, I guess, a story to tell at first. Mm. But then it wasn't until you start to see the repercussions of what happened that night that it really, really sort of started to sink into me and get to me. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and that's and then that sort of when, um, it sort of went on for about six to twelve months, um, waiting for court dates, back and forth to court, having hearings because pleaded not guilty to my, to my charges, um, so, so yeah, then ended up in court and I got found guilty on all counts, um, and I think I think that that inflicted more trauma on me mm. um, on a wider perspective of the world I think um, in terms of trust trust in in the police trust in the establishment trust in the justice system
0: mm.
1: um, it it just I mean life's not fair is it at all but it just didn't seem real at all to be honest. Yes. Um,
0: Can we just, um, I'm just thinking about what you said there about, there were kind of different, there were different sort of parts of the whole, the story, I guess, weren't there? So there yeah, was yeah. there was the impact of that initial um, event that happened, the actual kind of, I guess, the physical and emotional element of like, um, what what happened and being pinned down and that having that control taken away from you in that situation yeah. right, which must have been really challenging anyway, and then having to go and stay in a police cell, there was something about all of that that had an impact on you that was more significant.
1: Yeah, the the, the sort of the aftermath of it all that was quite engulfing. That sort of that sort of took hold of me really. I mean, you go through a whirlwind of emotions when you go through a situation like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't until maybe speaking to you where you mentioned PTSD. Um, I've got a few friends in the military and you, you hear of PTSD on the news and you hear of PTSD through my friends in the military and stuff like that. And so you associate it with war and army and Marines, etc. cetera.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so then for just a, your regular civvy just to be knocking around dealing with PTSD it was sort of that that sort of made sense to me though once that was sort of explained that yes you know something's happened and it's the aftermath of that so post traumatic of course So there was obviously a trauma and it's after the trauma that that I'm starting to deal with the the emotional sort of roller coaster that I went through
0: mm we're told a very limited story around trauma aren't we so yeah. you know like what you said about those about that 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 word you know ptsd and that it's associated with the military isn't it mm. it's not really associated with anything else that trauma is not really associated with many things that no we a leg of see break maybe as, you know yes or we think of the really horrific things that can happen to some people like rape or um, abuse when you're a child. And we don't kind of think of it at a wider level. So I know, for example, I met with a friend um, yesterday, actually, and she was talking about, you know, experiencing PTSD or however you want to label it or call it after she'd from 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 giving birth. Uh, right to now. her, to her child, and um, the impact of that. Could you talk to us a little bit about the impact that it all had yeah. on on you?
1: At, at the time, it was quite difficult to to notice what was what the issue was. But to look back now, I was very low and sort of to put it in this kind of term that my vibration was very low mm. and. I was struggling to sort of feel any kind of emotion really, find things funny, to, to mm. find things um, upsetting, to find to find love in, in anything. It was, mm-hmm. I was just sort of existing with this numbness and then the repercussions of that, looking back now, I was going out a lot, I was drinking a lot, I guess I was just to sort of try and feel something, try and feel uh, yes. feel alive at some point, um, as opposed to this numbness, mm. um, and perhaps that was my subconscious kicking in, telling me that's what you wanted to do. But but yeah, on the back of that, I ended up getting in, getting in a few states, and just just from trying to find some enjoyment in something i guess
0: yes yeah
1: but obviously you don't you don't find enjoyment in in those kind of things
0: mm. i can i mean i can completely relate to that feeling of numbness because i you know i've definitely experienced that it you know you could describe its depression or i think i preferred that term you know low vibration yeah. that and there is that numb you know that numbness which is you know that is associated with when you experience challenging things that you know your body your physical body can literally respond with that with that numbness you know it's like you disassociate and then and and also that what you're saying there about you know then having that desire to feel something you know to feel something and then yeah, absolutely. We turn to alcohol. We turn to drugs. We turn yeah. to food or whatever it is, right? And I know you said as well that it, you know, yeah, it, it impacted on your that sense of joy or feeling something, right? You know, I know you touched a little bit on relationships, yeah, as well.
1: I didn't particularly want to be around anybody. I didn't want mm-hmm. to spend much time with anybody. Up to this sort of court case, I felt like I had a job to do to sort of try and get my brother through this
0: mm-hmm. and sort of
1: dealing with lawyers and all that kind of stuff and, and paperwork. And then after that had ended, there was sort of no real purpose. And yes, I didn't, With relation, in relationship terms, there wasn't really anything I wanted to do. I didn't want to go out and have a drink with with my girlfriend i didn't want to meet up with friends for a drink because i I was struggling to see the relevance of things at this point after Mm. after from what my view is of what happened in court and what these after the sentence was given my view of it was well if that's how they're seeing it then there isn't really much point to anything like what's the relevance of it It doesn't really matter if anything happens because if this is the way that sort of everybody sees things so Mm -hmm. Um, and I and, wouldn't say I was depressed or I was in a uh, suicidal mi- fr- frame of mind. I wasn't mm. in that. I was just this floating existing numbness.
0: yes um, and there's something that you said there that I think is really important um, as well about purpose yeah and this is a common thing that theme that comes out as well when you know when people have experienced some kind of trauma or something really challenging that 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 they lose their purpose you yeah. know and that's exactly what you're you're saying there that you know for a period of time you lost your sense of purpose and it sounded like before you went to court that you did have a purpose so you were kind of getting through it because you're focused on helping your brother and yeah, um, exactly yeah yeah that it was kind of right let's get to this date yeah. and th- there was also something really interesting you said about, losing that sense of trust. Yeah. In all the systems around you. Yeah. There's something that really resonated for me there about you know, when you lose trust in the things that are supposed to be there to keep you safe.
1: Yeah.
0: You then you know, it's like having a massive rug pulled from under you that you know, you've had that safety and then you don't feel safe anymore.
1: Yeah. Perhaps for me, especially with the police, and, and I mean, I say police, but I sort of I use that as a blanket term for for the whole establishment, really, because they're sort of the enforcers or the foot soldiers for the, the establishment, and I know they've got a job to do and a purpose to play, but i would never had any sort of dealings with them, never any negative connotations towards them, never any, I had nothing towards them, didn't feel anything towards them. Mm. so then if that was my first experience of them i was a bit like well if this if this is what they're like then yes. there's no hope for anyone you know
0: i know that we also t- talked about triggers as well didn't we so yeah.
1: <clears throat> so the triggers for me were any television program with a, or podcast or radio show or whatever anything with a a policeman in it or police officers police stations anything like that that would trigger me even if i saw a police car on a tv program that would trigger me mm-hmm. um and it would almost it would bring up some anger i guess and to start with i was just sort of holding that down sort of not letting it bubble but you know, to the point that I, I wouldn't i wouldn't watch anything because i i knew it was gonna bring things up for me I wasn't particularly talking about it. I wasn't talking about it with my girlfriend. Like if we were watching something, I wouldn't say I can't watch this because that's sort of getting to me. But you, my mind frame at the time I've seen was it, I've seen it. If I say something, it just sounds ridiculous that, oh, a police car in a in a mm-hmm. Netflix program has triggered me and I can't watch it any longer because it's making me angry.
0: Yeah. So it makes you feel like you're... It makes it feel like I'm
1: stupid for feeling that way.
0: Yes. Know? yes yeah when Um, actually it's like um it is a trauma response you know that it's it's a response to a a really challenging experience that you've that you've had and it's it's basically all those little incidents of seeing something on netflix or or seeing something on television it's it's um just triggering that whole episode again in your in your mind isn't it so it's it's a natural response to something that has been really, really difficult.
1: The anger that I'd get from that—it wasn't the incident with the police on the night of the actual event. That mm-hmm. wasn't what my issue was. My issue was how the court dealing was, the court hearing was dealt with, mm. and that's what would anger me. It would, yes. be seeing that. So, yeah. So that injustice, I, the
0: injustice yeah, so part
1: of it. Even looking back now at that. In my mind I don't see police officers, I see the magistrates sat there. And it was the police cars within the programme that would trigger in and make me think about the magistrates.
0: Yes. Yeah. So it yeah.
1: wasn't even necessarily the police or the police, but it was just that little indication to say that's what you were involved with.
0: Yes. So it's just these little reminders, but actually they're powerful reminders, aren't they, yeah, of yeah. of all the difficult feelings then that that have come up from that. Yeah. So it'd just be really, really helpful to, to think back to, you know, that it's such.